Hey there, it's Melinda from Hope When There Was None. I am a survivor of both childhood abuse and later domestic violence. I've been free since 2009 and have been sharing my story and much recently sharing stories from others in order to inspire, empower, and educate. So if you found any value in any of these episodes, please do me a favor and share. Maybe somebody needs a dose of positivity to know that they're not alone. My goal is to break open the darkness and to let there be light. Have a great rest of your day and thanks for tuning in. Bye. Hey there. I am, you know, I've got to apologize. I had made a commitment to come on every day throughout the month of October in order to share something about domestic abuse. And I failed. I haven't done it. And there is a reason, and you can call it an excuse if you want to. We have just had a crap load of just stuff going on let's say since the beginning of this year has been kind of crazy for my family and I and um, health issues. My, my eldest daughter, Jess, she has been going undergoing thyroid cancer since last year. And unfortunately they both it's come back. So right now it's just been such an up and down, up and down. There's, it's not like something I can go ahead and put a bandaid on and get, you know, kiss it and make it better. She's a grown adult and, when you have something like cancer it's or some sort of illness, sickness, you can't see it. So you can't just make it better. So feeling rather helpless and just so out of sorts for her. And, um, you know, bargaining, you know, even telling God, hey, I'll take this. And I, I know I shouldn't put that out there too, but just feeling very helpless and wanting to help her as much as I can and unable to. So just this whole month and my own health issues. I've got fibroids and I just found out I was denied for um, insurance denied me for, for getting surgery done hysterectomy because it's not, it's uh, considered elective. So the pain and everything else is considered elective, but that's another story, but this, and then there's more, you know, it's almost like sometimes we, we just get flooded with these things that go on and I'm not in the, that, situation anymore where there is an abuse. Thank goodness. Now I am coming on 14 years later and there are still things that trigger me. Even to this day, I am still triggered. I had something recently that just triggered me and um, actually a few things. So I, I'm not, I'm not living in that hypervigilant, that constant fear and humiliation anymore, but I do still have these moments where I am brought back to the past. Something happens and it brings you back to the past. So does abuse go away? It does. It does after a time. These feelings, the constant fear, the even the control that your abusers try and hold on you, it does go away. They even kind of fade into the background um, a lot more. So it, it will get better for you. Whoever's out there listening to this, it does get better. Honestly, it does. But I wanted to talk about, enough about that. I want to talk about emotional abuse. So what is emotional abuse? So we're getting into the nitty gritty of different types of abuse. I did share um, immigration abuse, elder abuse, and so on. But I wanted to chat about emotional abuse. This is one of the hardest to prove. It targets your feelings. And sometimes those words hurt. It's like daggers to your heart. And I know personally, I wished that my ex would have just hit me or did something like that instead, because those words, they stay with you. Even to this day, it's still a battle to get his head. Well, actually, I take that back to get those words out of my mind. 
I don't hear his voice anymore in my head. So that is something that you might feel. You might hear that person, whoever it is. And again, abuse is not necessarily somebody that's a intimate partner. This could be somebody that is your parent, a coworker, and so on. So you, it's hard to get that voice out of your head. And there is a technique that I use to like speed up or use it like a chipmunk voice. Pretend they're they're a chipmunk voice in my head and doing the speed up of that conversation because sometimes I have a tendency to replay that. Oh, and I was just diagnosed with ADHD and that just explains so much about me. <laughs> so if anybody else has had that experience with ADHD, late diagnosed, please let me know any comments, tips, suggestions, but getting back on this. So this person is going to target your feelings. You might long term, you might avoid confrontation. These are just some of the things you might lack, lack that self esteem and that self confidence, you might feel like a lot of this is your fault. And that's with a lot of these uh, type of abuses, you might feel all these. But again, with this and psychological abuse, it's so hard to prove, or I should say this is considered psychological abuse. So what a person will do is they will use this to punish to scare you as a way to control you again, it's all about control to control you, or manipulate you. They use threats, insults, they can be very jealous or possessive. They might use humiliation, or maybe you're the joke of the butt of a joke during a Christmas party or outings or so on. You know what I mean? They will also intimidate you, be very dismissive in behavior. They monitor you closely, whether it's your, your internet, your, who you're talking to, uh, what, how you're reacting when you're in a public setting or how you're acting. They um, shame you, criticize you. They might be one that yells or has angry outbursts. There's also some blame shifting, or if you want to call it scapegoating, also gaslighting. So you're thinking you're going crazy and all of this is like in your head. And then they can also isolate you as well. So many of these are very difficult to, to get out of feeling that it's not your fault to get to that point where you are no longer feeling that it does take a while. I, again, that's one of the constant questions that I get is how soon will I start feeling better? I still feel like crap. I still feel jumpy. I still, it's going to take time. Again, someone told me that as much time as you were in that, that relationship. So let's say you were in a relationship for 10 years. So half of that time is just getting to where you are at a point where you're not feeling that jumpiness. You're not feeling that, that, um, that fear all the time. So like half of that time. Okay. So, and I know that's very, that can be very, um, sound very daunting and like, man, will that time ever go by? And that was me. I kept thinking, will this time ever go by where I'm not constantly thinking about my ex or he is not coming up in conversation and it does happen. And then when it happens, it's like, wait a minute, we didn't talk about him at all today. You know, we always joke, me and Mr. Awesome joke that if once my divorce is over, what are we going to have to talk about? And of course, once you are free of your abuser, especially if you have kids, you're always going to have that connection with that person, unless for some reason they pass on or the court severs that or something, they will still be in there. And even though my ex, when Alex was 18, that's my youngest daughter with him, he had emancipated himself from her. He was still, still there. 
like like a bug. And many of you know, if you've listened to me for a while, as past January, I did block him on social media, on on social media from my phone. And um, so it's been a, a lovely journey. It's been 10 months and I don't feel that weight on my shoulders. I really don't. And I feel really good about that. So that is emotional abuse. Again, please be patient. You're not going crazy. Journal as much as you can. Talk to somebody as well. Find a support group, whether online or on um, in person. That helps as well. But stay safe. God bless. Mwah. Talk to you soon. Bye.